0: Welcome back to a brand new Player 2 review discussion. My name is Paul James and today, for strangely this very first review discussion we've had all year. I can't believe it's taken till end of April, early May for us to, to do this. But uh, Jamie Penning's along. Uh, so how's things, mate? Yeah, good. Paul, yourself? Very well. Um, and very excited to have this chat to you about a game that uh, you and I are both really anticipating going into this year. And it's finally here. It's It's been out since February now, but we... We felt the need to still talk about it anyway. Uh, for well, everyone knows at this point you've seen the, the title of the episode, but we're talking about Octopath Traveler Two, courtesy of Square Enix. Uh, I, I'll just, I guess, I'll shout out quickly on the Player Two side to just get the ball rolling and make sure all disclosures are done. Thank you very much to Bandai Bando Namco Australia for providing me with a code for the purposes of reviews, a whole series of Player Two plays that people have been able to see on the YouTube channel, this review discussion, lots of uh, lots of content around it. Um, And this will be kind of the the cherry on top. So, Jamie, as a very noted fan of the original Octopath Traveler, such that you've got a feature up on the website that people should absolutely check out if they haven't done so already. In a nutshell, before we really dive into the issue, what are you thinking of Octopath Traveler 2?
1: I think it's just, it's more Octopath Traveler with extra bits sprinkled on top. The, um... The gameplay is is very similar um, to the original, but takes what the original game did and further expands on um, what the characters are doing, what um, the stories entail, and the differences in how you go about completing everyone's story and um, how the characters do interact because that was one of the big criticisms of the first game was that the characters don't really interact with each other, even though you're travelling in this whole team um, of eight of eight characters. Everyone was a um, means to each other's end. That all, that's all it was. No one really interacted yeah, at all. That's it. And while um, the second game, like Octopath Traveler Two, still has some of those issues, where um, it's still there's still. Um, Separate to a degree in terms of everyone's stories, um, there's more interactions between the characters and more story-based parts of the game that where the characters do interact with each other. Um, so I think that's one of the big changes to the second game. Um, other than that, uh, the music is gorgeous, um, especially now with the day-night cycle. Yeah. Um, you've got more upbeat tones going through daytime and that. And when you've got um, in the nighttime, it's that soothing, like like soft choir sort of sound and smooth, like very quiet, subtle instruments. It just, um, it really emphasizes that, you know, night is, it's quiet, it's calm and daytime is more, you know, we're going, we're on the beat, here we go, ready to do stuff.
0: Which is interesting because, in spite of that, and I, I don't know about you, but I spent the majority of my my time playing at night because the enemy is that little bit tougher. It's it, it's all a few things kind of just scale up that little bit more, um, and so it was always tempting to get there in terms of what I guess are very traditional JRPG tropes in terms of level grinding and all those sort of things that are necessary. It was always more tempting to explore at night, but you're right, the the daylight and the the beat that you would um go on was was always fantastic and uh awesome you t- touched on kind of those tweaks to the way they delivered story and the way the characters interacted because yeah they were very much islands in the in the previous game that they all worked together sure but like they didn't talk to one another there was no interaction it was just we've collected a party of four and we'll go off and do your story and we'll go off and do like and, you know just it was all controlled by the player and they're all really disconnected but here there are steps in the right direction in terms of crossing those over and there's the cross path narratives that uh Pop up a couple of times throughout the the overall story. There's uh, the banter, moments of banter while you're out on someone, you know, completing a chapter in someone's story, and they'll have an interaction with someone else within the party where they kind of wax and debrief a little bit about what has gone on. Um, and I really appreciated those systems being there because it did just justify a little bit as to why these people, or what you know, what reason there is for these people to have been brought together, because otherwise, you know. I think, but someone like Particio, for example, who you kind of waltz into town, and for me, it was Hikari first, and then I bumped in, and then I went and collected Particio, and he's just kind of standing there, looking over the town. and almost like, "You want to join?" Like, "Yeah, mate, no worries, let's go." And there's there was no real, "Who are you? What what are you, what are you doing here? What's the point?" Like, just kind of find himself in the party, and so those those moments are still a little bit jarring, but by at least adding some narrative and kind of character interaction depth after the fact, through the banter, through the, the cross-path stories, at least justified why they're together in the end, if not why they first came together, but at least why they're together now. So that I guess there's pros and cons to the way they've delivered that, and I think it's still something they can work on going forward, but the stories themselves, fascinating to engage with. I, I've I've only really got one character, uh, character that I'm not, a big fan of Temenos and that's, he just strikes me as a bit of a wanker if I'm, if I'm being blunt. Um, and I say that as like, I say this is a pretty smug person from time to time, but he's an arrogant prick. <laughs>
1: like, a, oh, yeah. Just yeah, he...
0: oh. so yeah, he's, he, he's he definitely,
1: yeah. Yeah. He definitely um, tends to rub people up the wrong way. And it's quite funny. His interactions with, um, one of the characters that he meets along the way. And um, as you progress through the storyline, you interact with this character more further, and it's quite amusing to yeah. uh, find out how far he... Temenos actually pushes this 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 character to uh, see how much that they can trust him, because Temenos is always... He's, On the edge. He's called the, yeah, he's always... He's called the Inquisitor, because he doubts everything. Like, he's always... You know not trustworthy of anyone but himself, so but when he puts his faith in someone like he he knows what he's doing um but going back um with the interaction side, like I think the way that it's meant to progress is that when you get to someone um in a new area where that that new character is, that you do that story, and that story is like their explanation to the character that you're playing with, what's happened to them as a um, part of their storyline. Um, yeah, and that's then true. And then that way you do that, they explain to you what's happened and then they say, okay, this is why I'm going on my journey. Um, I would love to come on my journey with you too. Yeah, it's... And, and then it's hard because you can do the characters in pretty much any order. So while – I started with Throne A, um, and then I went um, north to go get Temenos and Oswald, and but then like I could have gone because the con- uh, the play um, is sorted by it's two continents separated by a big sea, and so there's four characters on one continent, four characters on the other, and you know you could always go to the other side of the continent and go i'll pick up this character i might pick up agnea instead um so you're always going to run into that issue of how do you develop um storylines that link together when you can pretty pretty much pick any character you want in any order you want Um, so there's a there's mitigating circumstances where there's not much really that you could probably do to improve that simply on based on the fact that you know, you can do it in any order. Well, that's the reality but, uh, of it
0: is that there's actually, and this is me going all math teacher the whole thing, but there is 40,320 different ways in which you can meet all of the, like in terms of the sequence that you can meet all <laughs> the different characters. It's it's insane in that regard. So being able to kind of justify every single thing and connect it all perfectly is obviously impossible. But the way you even reference it there kind of, and I guess for a lot of people, you know, people who've actually tuned in and already checked out the the Player Two Plays series that I've been you know, gradually rolling out a couple of times each week for the last couple of weeks, um, people will know something that I said a few times throughout the course of the videos that um, because of the nature of what I was doing, and like I've got two little kids, and so I can't just sit there and you know have a day where I blitz eight different videos and and be done with it, um, all of which you know about an hour long. So I was kind of chipping away at at those, and so. When I'd you know collected a character and I'd you know done the two recordings and I'd met others, I had to kind of just sit and hold and not engage with their story right away because of what I was trying to do with the content side of things. So it probably it meant, as per what you're saying, where you meet someone and it's probably encouraged that you actually take on that story immediately because then it you know. And I ended up at this point, and then boom, look, you just walked into town, and yeah. off we go together. And so I, yeah, as you say, as you say all that, I'll probably go. Yeah. I didn't play it the right way in that sense. In terms of the actual you know, those narratives and how I connect all those characters together, I probably didn't play it in the in the best possible way to actually have that resonate a little bit more and make more sense. But um
1: Well that's on me, right? <laughs> but but still you, you can still do that. Like, um the the option is given to you, it's like all right, I'll just go grab the characters. I don't really have to go through their first part of the chapters if Say, for example, you just wanted to get through and just do it as quick as you can if you really wanted to. You could do that. Um, but then, you know, you are missing out on what actually... They're building blocks of their story. Yeah. And and then on the actual interaction front, like you got the cross paths and that, which, you know, are even set more separate stories that inter- still interact with each other t- getting towards the end of the game. And um, yeah, it's there's all, one it's, it,
0: one after everyone finishes their first chapter, and yep. then the second comes after you've finished the fourth chapter for everyone, or for yes, yes, all the relevant characters. Yeah,
1: yes, and and then that leads then into the final. you know sort of the final final chapters. Um, but even like back on the interaction front, like the, the characters are even during fights they they are talking to each other. Like if Say, for example, Throne A breaks a character, um, and then Asti is next in the queue. She will say, You know, give Throne A a compliment to say, Good work, you you broke that character. Or if they're on low health, they go, Oh oh my God, you know, we need to help you, you know. Um, Yeah, those little interactions are nice. Yeah, yeah, certainly makes it for me, me feel more like a team. Than the first game, For I sure. think. I think. I think um, of these like of these two games, like with um, the original and the second one. Like We're a bit close origi- together. sorry, yeah, sorry, yep, yep. yep. So, are. I'd like to think of it as like the original was the building blocks of the because it's the first one in the series. It was yeah. the first game to do the HD two D engine, um, and then like Octopath Traveler two is the building on top of that, like oh, we've got, sure. we've got, we've got the base now. We got the base of Octopath Traveler, and now we're putting Octopath Traveler two on top of it. Like I, think I you got can the just physical
0: representation. For that really <laughs> He's got props, I, everyone. I
1: can, I, I can just see that if they do do a third game, which I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. did, considering the success of the first game, and like, and frankly, the sales
0: success of the second so far. It was one of those things that kind of slipped under the radar for a little while because. Um I guess you know for myself and there's lots of others that tend to have a bit more of a focus these days the the Switch has lost a little bit of its luster when it comes to the really hardcore end that are kind of multi Um and so kind of people zeroed in initially on kind of how's it tracking on PlayStation those sort of things and it didn't look very you know it didn't look like it was necessarily shooting the lights out. The reality is the majority of the sales have still been on the Switch again and over there yeah. holy hell it has done very very well. Um and so I think it's you know and you know, then you can add the PlayStation sales on top of that. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah it's, it's done very, very well, and I, I think Square Enix seems like they're only still scratching the surface on what they can do with the HD 2D. They've obviously done two Octopath Traveler games now. They've done Triangle Strategy, Live Alive. There's the um, HD 2D remake of Dragon Quest three that is on the way, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, it feels like they have absolutely got their mojo going with this engine. The success of Octopath 2 is quite apparent, critically and commercially. And so, to all that, I think uh, a third game feels inevitable. We might you know, have to wait three, four years for it, but um, it feels inevitable, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because um, you can just see, like, the different effects that they're using with the D engine between the first game and the second game. Like, there's different lighting effects, there's different, um, different things in the backgrounds that have more detail and... Just the the effects of um, water effects yep. as well, like especially when you're going, you um, you can travel across rivers. You get hop into a little boat, and you got all these little boats travelling along. It just it's the different flowing effects. And there's an area where you cross like uh, a wooden bridge between two cliffs and there's a waterfall running down with a rainbow behind it. they set pieces,
0: are, it, they've yeah, nailed them. Yeah. They know exactly what's going to catch your eye. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant design in that sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's those little things and also the big things that catch up with this game where you can see the amount of detail that is going in that was more than the previous game. Yep. And I would just see that, again, being further um, enhanced if a sequel was to come to pass.
0: And without wanting to wade too deeply into kind of speculation about next generation platforms on the Nintendo side and all that, but like, I would assume that come three to four years, when presumably the next one rolls along you're gonna be talking about a PS5 SKU and a next gen Nintendo platform to work with, which just gives it that little bit more oomph as well. Um I think I remember remember getting a message from you as you started checking out some of the player two players and commenting on how it looks on the PS5 version that I was that I was playing and, and recording from. Um not that the Switch version looks poor at all. I've seen plenty of footage about that and in fact like it looks sensational. It's probably ringing everything <laughs> everything out of that little console. But um you know with a little bit more processing power behind it come the next game. I can only imagine what else they can kind of add because as you say there's there's a lot of aspects visually that they've added, tweaked, improved significantly from Octopath 1 to 2. And so you know it feels like the skies are skies are endless uh when it comes to what they can do with a third title whenever that may yeah. whenever that may arrive.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can definitely see the differences between the PS Five version and the Switch version just from a graphical standpoint. Um, the PS Five version runs buttery smooth. Yeah. Um, all the transitions are just you know, you, know, you just click, click, click. It's just absolutely near instantaneous. Smooth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Switch version. Um, I've played major, pretty much all my nearly hundred hour, hundred hours in handheld. And you know it does look a little bit blurry on the edges, um, but it's not affecting you to the point where it still it still it still looks gorgeous. It's still the colours still pop, the effects still run really smooth. Um, I haven't tried it in docked yet, yep. and uh, I probably I probably won't, quite frankly, just due to the fact that the the portable factor of the Switch means I can just play it. Wherever, well, I mean, and... you
0: know, even like you, even though I was playing it on PlayStation, I spent, I well, so far, like, and I guess disclosure for everyone, as of the time that we're recording this, I am not done yet, but I'm a long way through, like I'm on everyone's final, on everyone's final story and completed a few of them. Um, I spent a lot of time playing this on the PlayStation Remote Play. Um, in some cases, like on the Wi-Fi at home and beaming it from my PS5 to my phone. I've got the the Backbone Grip that I've spoken about plenty of times in patched and those sort of things that was fantastic for it. Um, but then. Like I'd even take the thing with me. I, I took my family off on a little holiday and I would remote play again using five G connect like connection from where I was staying to to my PlayStation, which was home. And it still looked phenomenal on the on the mobile as well. So Yeah. Um, yeah. despite all just, the technological yeah. stuff in the middle.
1: And yeah, and it just opens up the options to people who how they want to play it. Like they can play it at home on the if they want something like absolutely buttery smooth and that, and they want to play it at home, you know, get the PS5 version, and then you've got you can take it, like you said, with a backbone and take it with you on the go if you really want to, or if you really want that portable experience on a dedicated console, and not using your phone, then you've got the Switch version, which you know, then you can just take wherever you want, and you can dock it if you want, and um, and it just works either way like, and if I was there's... to guess I'd say the majority are playing it in
0: some form of handheld mode because it really is your, your big 60 70 plus hour jrpg is absolutely tailored in the current setting it is tailored to that handheld experience it's it's the ideal place for it really so yeah especially yeah, I especially, especially of the turn-based variety the... so
1: yeah and i think that's the majority of jrpgs on the switch it's like it's um you can dip in and out and it's that pick up and put down mentality of oh yeah i can just play something nice nice and simple it doesn't require too much um like fast inputs or anything like that like just turn-based jrpgs they're very much at home on the switch and octopath traveler 2 is no exception
0: No, it was certainly, for me, it was one of those old things where, like, I'd, uh, well, I never had this issue when I was younger, but, like, you know, nowadays with with, with kids, sometimes I'd be sitting there playing, and there's a disturbance in the night. Someone needs to be resettled back, and I could just go, oh, put the control down, walk off, and i come back, and they're still standing there ready to make their moves, like, oh, I miss this. This is the comfort food that I love, like, everyone has just been staring each other down for the last half hour while I've gone to resettle a child. And I am ready to just pick this up and go again. It's it's the beauty of the, the traditional JRPG in that sense, but it does mean that again it is, you know, so portable in its nature. It works so well in that format. So Yeah. Um, were there any without diving into the most spoilish of, of aspects, were there any stories that really,
1: really clicked with you more than others? Uh, I think the majority of them just Um, absolutely click but they've done phenomenally well with like each story is individual um, in nature but there's an overarching theme over over all the stories like you'll notice that when you go through everyone's story and get towards the final chapters you'll start seeing the same or similar themes appearing um, in each in each everyone's chapter that's all culminating together then eventually with the cross paths and the final chapters. Um, Particio's story really sort of stood out to me, uh, mainly because um, there were quite a lot of comedic moments um, within the story, especially in, uh, I think it might've been his second chapter, where he ended up having to get a loan loan, because he's a merchant, he had to get eighty, a loan,
0: billion, 80 leaves. billion leaves.
1: Yeah, coins and
0: gil for people that are unaware.
1: Yeah, money, so to speak. So, um, and there's a lot of comedic moments with an individual who ends up loaning you the money. That it's like, um, yeah, I found them very amusing, and also just part of his story where um, you go through. There's uh, different paths for him called the scent the center of commerce where you do um, different um, tasks to basically form part of your story and you know, you will have to do all of them and just uh, it's just amusing how one of them, it talks about music and how music gets played and how think, think back when we used to record music on like in the, you know, six forties, fifties, sixties and just a lot of that was very amusing. Um yeah, to, those to... little
0: throwbacks that were that were nicely appreciated uh by by myself and clearly yeah. clearly you as well. So
1: yeah, but I, then you could also yeah. You could also see like the differences between the different sides of the continent. Um when Particio went to because he was from the Western continent and he went over yeah. to the Eastern Continent for one of his chapters. And it was talking about stuff like, um, stuff like that is common to the people over in the Eastern continent. And he's like, What's this? Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's Fish out of water. There's, yeah, that's it. And it was like, There's a lot of foreign concepts, like between the Western side, which seems to be more culturally diverse, where versus the, um, the Eastern continent, where it's probably a bit more industrial, a bit more, yeah. um, a bit more sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, what's another one? Uh, I was Agnes. hooked on Thrones. Uh, yeah, Oh, Thronese. Thronese. Like, oh. is amazing.
0: And especially, like, yeah. that's one of the few that I've actually seen to the end so far. Um, yeah. And that's... Oh, oh. oh that ending. Oh, that ending is... Oh. <laughs> but also, like, the just the whole... Like, when all the pieces start coming together and you reflect upon the opening scenes where... Sorry, people have seen it in the Player Two Plays, but some of the deaths that occur during that opening chapter and how the current actions suddenly connect to like all those moments you saw along the way and realize they were actually all pieces of a larger plan. They weren't just random deaths to you know, maybe kill off a character that, you know, means that Throne is kind of isolated. No, they were all actual important steps in kind of getting her to that point. It was, Oh, and then just the nature of the story. I'm try I'm still trying to avoid the nature yeah. some
1: spoilers for people, but, uh, Ooh. Yeah, the night it was like, yeah. oh wow, and just yeah, I was sort of taken aback by it because it's, it's just brutal. one of the, it's one of the darker, probably one of the darker stories of, of um the game, and I would say Oswald's story is up right there up as there well too, with yeah. being one of the darkest stories as well. But then you got the more upbeat ones like agnea's story is is very charming, it's very upbeat. Particio is yeah. Yeah, Ochet as well. Um, that's also very sort of it's upbeat because um, Ochet in her nature is just upbeat. She's just a kid, and, really, with just yeah, boundless really. energy. Yeah, and constantly hungry, and <laughs> and doesn't um, mind a bit of jerky. That one. Yeah, loves 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 a bit of jerky. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's definitely. A contrast between some of the darker stories, like even Casty's stories, pretty, pretty dark. It doesn't um, seem that
0: way at first, but then it really evolves no. into something, yeah.
1: Yeah, and but then you've got the more upbeat ones like Particios, like Ochets, like Agnes. it's like they're, they're all sort of upbeat, but then there's still that overarching arc between all the characters where it does culminate. You know, the themes are starting to come together towards the end. It's like, oh, you can see what's happening. Um, just like with the first game, um how it didn't it didn't exemplify it as much in the first game, but you can definitely tell that the developers went to further efforts to make sure, you know, there's there's an overarching arc that everyone will come across and everyone will come together at the end so then everyone understands what what was the purpose of this journey? What what was the end result of this journey? Rather than uh, with the original, where it was hidden behind um, some side quests and like a back end sort of optional um, gauntlet, so to speak. Yeah. Obviously. Um. Yeah. So no, I think on that, like they've gone to a lot of effort to alleviate some of the problems of the stories that. Um, we're in the first game, and I definitely think they've made steps to improve that. So I'll be interested to see if and when a third one comes along. How much? What's the next step? What's what are they taking to even further integrate these characters while still keeping the eight characters as separate people? Yep,
0: um, I'm just fascinated to see how they can evolve the the combat even further. And I don't mean this in any I don't mean that in any sort of derogatory way because I would say that what they do with the the boosts and all those sorts of systems that they've embedded in the the combat of Octopath Travel 2 is without doubt the best turn-based gameplay, like turn-based JRPG gameplay that I have ever played. And that's, you know, factoring Chrono Trigger and I I've almost I almost felt scared to say that for a moment, but like that is factoring in the likes of Chrono Trigger that are the absolute pinnacle when it comes to the way that their combat systems work but the way that they use Boost, the strategy that comes in and around that um, and, you know, even, you know, things like Particio's moves, for example, where he can, you know, and obviously these things as you start to share and merge classes and those sort of things later on, um, that can, you know, deflect to other people as well. But as, um, you know, as Particio, for the for the bulk of people's experience, you can you know share BP with someone else, and so that'll you know get someone an extra boost point. And they can use that to maybe reach that top tier attack that unlocks their ultimate. And you can—I've um, just gone blank on the exact name because it's not ultimate, but like
1: the divine, the, divine the divine skills, yeah. skills, and then and then they've got the latent powers on top of that yeah. that you can use to even further um, strategize your way through the through the through the fight. So those, um, those I,
0: systems work a treat, and I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it the turn based stuff is just yeah, absolutely Cream of the Crop. Ab- absolute mint. It is absolutely per- perfect for for what it is. Um and with the you wondered from the first game, like <laughs> how do they how do they make that next step? And then with the latent powers that just adds that was even it. more strategy into like like with Throne A, for example, um like you find out um you would if you would have seen the player two parties, you would have seen um, Throne A get her latent power, which is when she can act twice in a turn, and you know that could be a case of all right, I'll use one of her skills to drop um, the enemy's defense, and then I'll go in with a boosted attack on my second turn, and then there are other skills where um, if uh, there's a certain percentage where you can get a second turn depending on certain circumstances as well. Yep. So there's they've added even more layers um, from the first game, which, you know, you think what, what else could they do? And they've just gone and just added more and more layers in with more different abilities and with the extra skills they get as well. um, Exploring on their journey, like they're just on beat. And uh, it's, it's very hard to not say any, not say anything bad about, because there's, there's, there's very little that they could have. Yeah. And there's, there's very little that you could like, I look at the first game and go, how do you improve that? And then they went ahead and did it. it. (laughs) And and so how are they going to up that again? Like it's going to, yeah. The battle system is absolutely on point.
0: Yeah. I'm, I honestly don't know where they go from here, uh, and I'm sure there's plans. I'm sure there's. I mean, that's that's why they're employed in this business and not us, I guess. At the end of the day, but uh, um, they've yeah, they've they've really nailed that that moment to moment, and it just feels so satisfying. And it's that's really important because it is a traditional JRPG at heart. So there is lots of grinding that you've got to do, but it just feels so good to play through that. Even if those boost modes and all those sort of things that we kind of see in things like the Final Fantasy remasters and all that sort of stuff, even if they were there, I don't think I'd want to use them. I mean, there's there's the ability to times times two the speed, and I think that's important because sometimes the animations can be a little bit slow in terms of actually acting out what you've said. Um, I must admit, I've basically played times two in combat all the time, but that is that's really nothing compared to those accelerated modes that you see and kind of auto plays and all that sort of rubbish that you kind of see in a lot of the other remakes and remasters and stuff that are coming out. Um, because you just you wouldn't want to pass this up. It feels so good to engage with that that strategy. How can you try? You know, because if you can, if you can. Uh, Dominate the opposition in the space of what everyone's first turn then there's there's boosts to your J- uh was that to jp if i remember there's yeah, I- um if you can uh take it or take out your enemies with the the right kind of weapon or or skill or magic or whatever uh then that's going to get you boosts to your experience there's boost to currency so like not only are you trying to necessarily beat the encounter and try and get you know and get your xp at the end but if you can engage in those strategic elements right then you're going to get those bonuses to all of those three things that I just mentioned so um again it's it's a really engaging system
1: and then you mentioned grinding as well like that's one of the big things when it comes to RPGs in general is the how quickly can you build the experience points to level up your characters and i think um, Octopath Traveler 2 has gone quite a way to mitigating a lot of that because there's, there's certain items you can pick up, there's certain yeah. skills that you can attach to characters as well um, which, and then if you battle at night, the enemies are a bit stronger they give you more a bit XP, more experience yeah. so, and plus with this, um, you can up the speed like you said, in battles as well because I, I do that as well apart from boss fights where I'll slow it down and, and Digestible um, yeah, exactly. So there's, like, when I went through my playthrough, um, I didn't have to do much grinding at all. Um, if anything, I just did a little bit. Um, I won't spoil where, but that's um, part of the story. I, yeah, there was a certain area that I got to. It's like, okay, this is a good spot to get, you know, levels levels up, get my characters up to um, the rest of my team and and go from there. I'll have to pick um, your brain
0: afterwards to what that spot is, just in case I've not been utilizing it properly. But
1: uh, no, we'll no, Show. I, yeah. I, I think I think you you'll understand. But um, yeah, I I do agree that they've done a lot to mitigate the issues that were in the first game and and but not bloat the game out at the same time. No, no, and that's even with the stories, like yeah. the stories. There's more chapters, like this game is longer than the first, but um, they're not bloated in any way, they they still flow as part of the story, as part of the experience for that particular character.
0: Yeah, most chapters, and... most chapters are about an hour in length, kind of max, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Towards the end, they start to get a little bit longer, but that's that's fine, everything's coming to a head
1: at that stage. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Well, um... As we as we start to wind things down are there any other aspects of the game that you really want to hone in on that you don't feel like you've necessarily given enough justice to yet oh, I'm
1: just trying to think um, like a lot of the I did notice that um, there's there's a lot of areas to explore in this game yeah. there's a lot of optional areas that you can go and explore and you can get certain the weapons and yeah certain skills. The side quests, there's a lot. The one thing I still have an issue with in regards to side quests is that I think they're still a little bit too vague on some of them. Yeah. Like the details is like, okay, I have this issue. Um, sometimes you can inquire about more details about them and you can get your um, Get more details on the side quests that way, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yep. Um, especially with some of the guide ones where you have to guide certain characters to meet certain people. Um, Unless you've worked out who's actually interacting with who, that can be a bit um, difficult. Tedious, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the guide ones I end up looking online just
0: to see. Save me the time. Just to see.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I definitely think they can improve on the side quests. Um, Some of them are really good. Some of them are really straightforward and you can easily understand what you need to do. But yeah, there's there's a few there that you go, yeah. If you give me a little bit more detail, then I can go ahead and and f- fulfill that side quest yeah. and get the rewards. Um, there there's a lot of moments like there's a lot of moments with those um, side quests too where you go, oh yeah. the, the interaction between the main like the main characters and not really talk, but there's interaction between characters still yeah. uh, in in amongst the. Um, well, again, the banter the and all those quests. sort of things that
0: we discussed before, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's definitely improvements they could do to the side quests, but I think when you look at the overall picture, like, it's it's still an improvement. It just needs to be worked on better. But overall, like, it's, it's still a step up from... It's from more the original plus extra, yeah. plus more... And it's done in a way that it doesn't feel like it's a chore to do more. It's yep. more, um, it's more engaging. It's more direct as to what the developers want the player to do. And without holding still at
0: the same time, yeah, like there's well, still enough, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like it still shows you, oh, you need to talk to this person on the on the little mini map in the corner. But you know, it's. It's not to the point where it goes, um, you must do this, you must do that, dude, like holding your hand the whole time. And yeah, the. It's definitely the way, like, as you said, the chapters aren't that long, so to speak. Like I said, about an hour and going forward there. Yeah, give or take. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it just keeps you engaged in the story and engaged in the surroundings and keeping you informed of what you are tasked to do, Yeah. which I think if they keep um, working on that and improving that, um, it, you know, the sky's the limit for what comes next.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for whatever does come next, but, uh, I guess as we wrap things up, Jamie, thanks so much for coming on board and and talking about a game that I kn- yeah I know full well that you've been anticipating for quite some time since the moment it was announced, uh, probably even you know before that the the hope that it would happen, um and have been really really excited about in the month since. So it was it was awesome to get to chat to you about Octopath Traveler two and and pick your brain and um and I appreciate some of the feedback and ideas that you've kind of thrown my way whilst I've been
1: playing as well, having having been a little bit late to the party. No, that's all good. No, it's been great to. Get a sequel to a game that is was probably my favourite on Switch. I don't. To, the first one's pretty special to me. The second one's pretty damn good. So we'll see, and hopefully we can get a like follow a, a go going with with this series. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good. Uh, it's, it, I mean, for for those of us who are classic JRPG lovers, this is as good as it gets in 20, you know, in the in the modern setting. So. Make sure if you haven't already picked up Octopath Travel Two that you absolutely do that. Um, you'll see some full thoughts on the Player Two website in the near future when I when I get my ri- written review done. As of the time of this recording, I've got three out of the final uh, the final characters chapters done. There's five to go. There's some of the cross store uh, cross tales. There's then a concluding little arc that I've got to go through. I'm aware of what is ahead of me, and I'm I'm more or less ready to go. It's just a matter of now knocking over these dominoes one by one and and sorting out that Hikari one that's causing me some issues at the moment. Um... But yeah, there's there's gonna be there's still lots of uh, Octopath Traveler two content to be consumed on the Player Two website, so make sure to check that out. And Jamie, as I said, thanks so much for coming on board and, and discussing it with me.
1: No, thank you for having me, Paul. It's been great. For
0: for those audio listeners that don't have the ability to see your Twitter handle above your head as as the video pe- folks can do, uh, where should people go if they want to hear more of your thoughts on Octopath Traveler two and anything else that you might want to pop out in the ether? Uh,
1: at Jamie Penning on Twitter. Um, yeah, I I just Paste there occasionally, but um, yeah, no, it's it's been a good chat. And if people haven't already done so, and I I
0: shouted it out earlier on, I know we're focusing on Octopath Traveler 2 here, but Jamie put together a fantastic piece, his debut piece with us um, about Octopath Traveler itself, the original game, um, in the lead up to Octopath Traveler 2. So please make sure to go check out the Play 2 website and see what he had to say about that, because as you said, it's you know it's a beloved game to you, and um, there was a lot of love put into that into that article. So. Uh, please, I implore people to go check that one out. It was a fantastic read, and I'm sure you'll feel the same once you've read it. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up there. Uh, for myself, if you want to find me, Paul James Games, if you want to find the website, Player2AU. As I've already touched on, there's plenty of Player2Plays about Octopath Travel and more on the YouTube channel, so check that out, youtube.com slash Player2AU, uh, Player2NetAU. And then the website itself, player2.net.au. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and checking this one out. Again, thank you to uh on Australia for providing me a code for the game here in Australia, um, and Square Enix, obviously, for supplying it to them in the first place. Jamie, thanks again for coming on board, mate. It's been awesome to chat, and I look forward to doing so again. Hopefully, we find ourselves another juicy RPG of some sort to be discussing in the near future or another awesome Nintendo game. There's, there's a few of them coming up at this point, so um, it'd be good to have you back.
1: Just, just a few, just a few. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's been, it's been good.
0: I mean, I can, I can check my breath of the wild bias at the door here. Like mm-hmm. the, the Zelda conversations are going to be huge for a lot of people. Um, we've got plenty of cool things coming down the pipeline for all things Nintendo, and of course, other, other games on other platforms too. That uh, inevitably you'll be seeing review discussions for. We've got a few others that are all kind of scheduled and eyed off and ready to go. So, it's taken us you know, four months to get the first one out the door for the year. But it's here, and there are more to come, so stay tuned for a whole host of other review discussions in the near future. But uh, otherwise, everyone, thank you very much for watching, and uh, we'll see you later.